godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. What's happening, peoples? Welcome to Commuters Communion, your devotional appetizers for the godly on the go. My goal is to help you to stay spiritually fed through your communion with Christ, even if you got to stop by the drive-thru. My name is Terrence Moore at Rhythm and Redemption on social media. And today, what's on the menu? Home Court Advantage. So, I've been spending a lot of time in 2 Corinthians lately. 2 Corinthians has been this book that's really been helping me to endure and persevere well as I'm, yeah, somewhat going through like a hard time. Nothing necessarily happening. I'm all right. But like, just life just feels really hard and exhausting. Like it takes a lot of energy. Um, That book, for whatever reason, has been teaching me how to endure, how God thinks about these times, about what it's doing for me, how to keep my eyes on the prize in a way. Um, And it's been really helpful. I think especially as I'm thinking about the different ways I need to change my thinking about my environment, about myself, about what's around me, about what I take in, about what I actively do and about God's purpose through this. Um, (laughs) To take a couple of steps back and to go to a level not as deep. Another person or group that's thinking along these same lines about how their environment is affecting them are the Raptors and the Warriors. That's right. That's right. You know, NBA Finals time. At least it is when I'm recording this. And basketball is in full swing. Playoff basketball at that. And even apart from the finals, one thing that you know as an athlete, um, if you've played any type of sport, where you're playing matters, right? So you know, as the home team, you love to have your crowd up in it. You know, like really getting that energy from them and making sure that the other team feels it. Um, you know, so the Warriors and the Raptors right now, depending on where they're playing, that matters. You know, whether they in Toronto and you got Drake on the sideline being extra or whether they in the Bay and you got E40 and all of them over there holding it down for the Warriors. The energy that you get from the sideline and your home court and all that, that matters. It influences what's going on in the court. Um, and as I was thinking about just kind of where I've been, it really connected with me that 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 concept, that metaphor of of home court advantage. Um, and on the contrary, the away court disadvantage, if you're playing somewhere where that's not your home, that disadvantage there. Um, and so to go to the scripture to see what y'all so y'all can see what I'm talking about. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter five. I'm going to start with verses one and go to about verse nine. And it reads, for we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent, we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed by putting it on, we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the spirit as a guarantee. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. Amen. 
My main point for today is this. In the disadvantage of Earth not being our home court, we must have the right focus, the right courage, and the right disposition. And so basically what I'm building on here is if there's such a thing as a home court advantage, then obviously we know that there's a such thing as an away court disadvantage. Basically being somewhere that's not your home and having to play, having to live, having to keep going and facing inherent disadvantages in that fact. Um, in this verse specifically, they're talking about, um, yeah, we're talking about us as Christians and, and knowing that like, yeah, we're in this body, but like this body is frail and weak compared to where our real home is. Yeah, it's full of mistakes. It's just not going to clothe us, to cover us in the same way that being in heaven with the Lord is. Um, on the opposite, if this this body, this home is like a little tent, like a frail tent, whereas like earth is going to be, um, yeah, just a house not made with hands, something so much greater and something that um, is going to swallow up in life. This body, this tent, which is going to appear and come off as so mortal compared to everything else and so again i'm talking about our way court being both this body and then just this earth in general this is just not something that we can call home right like one day we're all gonna pass away and one day we're all if we're going to heaven are going to inherit something that's far much that's far greater and so with that context um again the main point for today is that in the disadvantage of earth not being our home court we must have the right focus, the right courage, and right disposition. So going into that, starting off with the right disposition, what do I mean by that? So what I mean by that is going back to the basketball metaphor, you should know from the beginning that if this isn't our home, then like it won't be easy. I think sometimes I spend too much time praying for like this place that's not my home to treat me with like this big Southern hospitality. But like verse four tells me, for while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened. Not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed. And so it's telling me, like, inherently, dog, like, why are you here on earth? Why are you here in this tent? Like, don't expect it to treat you like a mansion. Don't spend all your energy and all your time trying to make this earth something that it was never meant to be. Like, your home and your, your treasure, all of that is with God in heaven. And as he makes his kingdom come down to earth, like... That doesn't mean that your earthly life and your earthly home is going to be more glamorous and something worth, um, yeah, something worth being, yeah, decorated. But he's able to extend to you the the comfort and the peace of uh, heaven through him to you now. Anyway, that first point is about again just knowing and expecting it not to be easy. If we're groaning and um, we're burdened, it's because it's inherently to our disadvantage. Um, yeah, like you just wouldn't go to the opponent's turf expecting like down home treatment. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so with that said, we have to make heaven our preference. You know, I'm not here to tell you to ignore life and to to act like nothing here on life matters, but to set our eyes on what is heaven and to like what is above and to understand that like that is what is going to satisfy us, what is going to um bring us true life and that's not here and like it says in verse 7 that's something that you have to do and it's going to require faith not sight you know what i'm saying like that's not something that you can attain just by looking and like calculating you have to have faith in like what god is 
yeah, what God is providing through him and his presence. So if that's the right disposition to expect that this won't be easy, that you won't get the hometown love in the same way that you would um, in heaven, to have that disposition that, yeah, this isn't your home, what's the right focus? The right focus really is captured in verse 9, which is the key to this chapter. It says, so whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please God. So think of it this way. Going back to the metaphor of uh, basketball, how foolish would it be for me to go to an opponent's turf, opponent's home court, and me to spend all my time trying to win the crowd over? How foolish would it be for me to spend all my time trying to get as comfortable as possible within the home team's locker room when that's not where I'm at? That's not my home stadium. That's not my home court. In that same way, your focus can't be on winning the crowd over or getting comfortable within the away team locker room. It has to be on playing your game. And in this case, playing our game is pleasing God, which is the essence of true worship. Again, whether we are at home or away, whether we are in these earthly bodies or we are in heaven, our sole goal and orientation and focus has to be to please God. That's the essence of worship. It's a lifestyle. It's not a service you go to on Sunday, and it's not an offering that you give online or in the offering bucket. It's a soul and focal desire to please God regardless of your circumstance. And that needs to be the cry of our life, the cry of our hearts as well. If earth is going to try to suffocate us with the worries and concerns of this earth and everything else that we don't have control over, we have to put our soul emphasis and our soul mission on pleasing God, our king, our coach, our GM, whatever you want to think about it. Like he is the one who is the central just focus of our life. And so you have to have the right focus in understanding that like we don't have home court advantage. Third point, you have to have the right courage. And so as I'm talking about all these things, Again, it's not something that's to be taken lightly. I think it takes courage to walk by faith, not by sight. I think it takes courage to endure the burden and the groaning of life. I think it takes courage to say that it's hard, but I've been prepared. I've been prepared for this by the guarantee of the Holy Spirit. And I have to take courage to deny myself and to not do this on my own strength. All of that takes courage. And I think that's why it continually emphasizes that throughout this passage. It says in verse six, so we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. It says again in verse eight, yes, we are of good courage and we'd rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. It takes courage to actively divest from building up all of your joy and all of your hope and all of your expectation in this world and in yourself and in your body and in your own ability. It takes courage to deny that urge, to deny that pride and say that in God is your all in all. But when you put that courage, when you invest that courage, when you, when you press into that and invest in that, the Lord is going to bring forth fruit. And so that's the thing. Like, even though we're at a disadvantage, the score and the victory has already been decided. It's up to us to endure in something that God has already won. It's up to us to have the right disposition, understand that it won't be easy and not trying to spend our time uh, pretending that this is our home. It's up for us to it's up to us to have the right focus. 
to focus on pleasing God, whether we're at home or away and not trying to focus on shifting other people or shifting our circumstance or win other people's uh, approval um, to make ourselves and make our, this place as comfortable as possible to mimic the, the eternal home that wasn't made with hands. It's up to us to have courage matched with faith, matched with focus, matched with the right disposition, because that is what's going to overcome. And so as we meditate on these things, I really encourage y'all to go look back at that scripture again. I think just it's interesting, like it's not about, as it says in verse four, being like unclothed by this reality of the fact that like you're obviously a human being in a human body on in a human. Yeah, in a human earth. Um, But it's about really understanding like what would further make you feel clothed What would further make you feel covered further, further make you feel in the warmth. Um, yeah, in the warmth while you're here. And that's finding home and finding your place of solace in God. And so, again, like as it says, and then when you do that, you'll find that these things that are mortal, that are worldly, that are earthly will be swallowed up by life. And so that's my prayer for for this time is that everything that, that really consumes you in a way that takes away your focus from God and what is both to come in your heavenly home, as well as what he provides now through Uh, what he provides now just within the opportunity to have all of your hope sealed and your joy sealed and pleasing God that that will be swallowed up in life anything that threatens that will be swallowed up by life and so a couple of things to put on your to-go plate as you know our to-go plate for community's communion are the things and the thoughts that you are to take away from this time and develop out with God they're the things that you spend time with him just thinking on and meditating on and asking him about and so the items for today is to go play. One, would your level of anxiety and worry decrease if you saw earth in your body as not your home? Two, is your aim and desire to please God solely only there when you feel like you have home court advantage, when everything is working in your favor, when your conditions are working with you? Are do you have a desire that's reflective of verse 9 that says whether we are home or away we make it our aim to please him think about that how your aim to please God fluctuates with whether you feel like things are in your advantage or disadvantage that's your point too so with that said I'm going to pray and send us off Um, Heavenly Father thank you so much oh God for Being a Lord that's not bound by shot clocks, that's not bound by scores. You're a God, oh Lord, that's not bound by Vegas odds, oh Lord. You are timeless, oh God. You are sovereign, oh God. You're in charge of everything, oh Lord. And whether things look um, dim or whether they look glorious, oh God, you are still the same, oh Father. You are um, on the judgment seat, and that's something that we look forward to, oh Father, because you are the one that's built our home. Oh, God, help us to understand that this earth is not our home, that this body is not our home. And while we face the groanings and the burdens of this life, the best thing we can do is have the right focus on you. The best thing we can do is have the right disposition to know that this isn't our home. The best thing that we can do is walk by faith and not by sight and have the courage to deny ourselves and to deny the pride that wants to tell us to build up all of our hope in this time and in this life and in this body. Help us, O Lord, by your spirit. Your Holy Spirit is the guarantee that you've prepared us for this very moment. So help us, God. Swallow up everything that's mortal by 
life and by everlasting life. Help us to be your people, inspired by the promise of what you've done to make us that. We love you, Lord, and we're only able to love you because you loved us. Help that to be our focus. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. All right, fam. Appreciate y'all for riding with me. Of course, this has been Commuter's Communion, your devotional appetizers for the godly on the go. I appreciate you for subscribing, for liking, for reviewing, and for sharing for Fixing Plates for Others. Until next time, stay fed.